1: Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Who Pets Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at WhoPetsPod.com. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and also as well, everybody out there talking right here at the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there. listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe don't be afraid subscribe right there it's right below laker tom right there for you right on youtube subscribe today hit that hit that notification bar ting you know hopefully it'll go ring 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 like that but please go ahead and subscribe today right there on youtube and also as well go ahead and make sure you go ahead and like our facebook page right there at lakers fast break on facebook Plus also as well, if you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go and check out Laker Tom's latest article today right there at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, Joe Soros always lurking around his great groups that are over there at LakersBall.com. Be part of the conversation there today at LakersBall.com plus our good friends at the Who Pets Podcast Network who help promote this awesome program that we do each and every time out. And if you do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, August the 4th is looming ever so closer. It's getting nervous time. How nervous will it be right now in the building for the Los Angeles Lakers as far as what's gone on upstairs, the decisions that are being made, what kind of extension will be offered by the Los Angeles Lakers? Who knows, but we'll be finding out here in just about 48 hours. Pretty sure that they're going to go ahead and offer an extension. How much? How many years? And you know what will happen if he does accept it or if he doesn't accept it? It is now nervous time for all Lakers fans as we consider what happens for LeBron James and his future in Los Angeles. And there's no better person to talk about the future of LeBron James in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform than a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his latest article today. Of course, it's LeBron James signing an extension and Laker Tom is talking and writing about LeBron James and the extension on August 4th. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom on Tuesdays with Laker Tom. Good to have you back, my friend talking LeBron James and a very nervous time in El Segundo for the Lakers because, you know what, it's not a sure thing. It's definitely not a slam dunk that LeBron James, if offered, will sign an extension with the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Well, how are you doing, Gerald? I hear it's very hot in Las Vegas right now. Oh, it's so, just, uh, a,
1: yeah, just 111. No just
0: 111, problem. huh? Wow. Yeah. Well, it looks like things are going to happen, you know? I mean, at least we're we're going to get some news. That's better than just sitting here like we've been doing for a while and, you know, waiting for grass to grow and uh, rain to fall. We've got two things happening. The first, obviously, is that the Lakers are finally – LeBron is finally eligible to be offered a contract. Um, because he's over 38 and they have an over 38 rule – they can only offer him at most a two-year contract, but the second year could obviously be a uh, a player option. Um, or they could offer him a one-year option, a one-year contract. I suspect that they're going to offer him a two-year contract with a player option on the second year. And, uh, and I have a hunch that LeBron is going to accept it. I don't have any inside information that tells me that. Other than just the common sense that, what's the alternative and and what does he gain from the alternative? The alternative is to leave the Lakers hanging, (laughs) you know, and uh, that really doesn't do him any good because he wants the Lakers to improve the team and to get a a roster that is, has at least a puncher's chance at winning a championship. And to do that, the Lakers are going to have to do some things that they're, they they definitely don't want to do unless LeBron is staying. Um, They don't want to take back contracts that are longer than the year that they still have with LeBron. They don't want to take on more salary, more annual salary than they're paying already for this year because of luxury taxes. So it doesn't make any sense to me. The word that we hear from LeBron is very clearly that he's entrenched in LA. He's not going to leave. His wife is entrenched in LA. His kids are going to school here. Um, He's happy with it. He wants to be here for business and other reasons, but I don't think he wants to go and, you know, live away from Savannah and the kids for for six months while he's on the road, you know, and in Cleveland or somewhere. On top of that, I think we've also seen from the struggles of trying to trade Kevin Durant that it's not easy. It's not easy when you're a superstar in that situation because. You're older, you, you you have injury you have injury concerns, you have mental concerns about the simple fact that we know LeBron James or Kevin Durant aren't gonna play anywhere where they don't want to play. I mean they have that that's a enough superpower there that that, that that that's just not gonna happen. So to me, I think that hopefully it'll be good news that LeBron will actually agree to the contract right away. And sign it. Um, and I think that's the best for the LeBron and the best for the team, but there's another important meeting going on this week, which is Kevin Durant is supposedly going to meet with Joe Tsai, the owner of the Brooklyn nets. And, um, hopefully we might be able to straighten out the whole situation of what does Kevin Durant want? Does he want to stay with the, the, yeah, I mean, it's really odd because Durant sends out a notice that he wants to be traded immediately after Kyrie Irving opts into his contract, so he's going to be there in Brooklyn for another year. Um, so what do you read into that? I think that we want to find out what the story is with, with LeBron, uh, but we also want to find out what the story is with KD because that's holding up the Kyrie situation, and those two things are obviously completely intertwined because LeBron desperately wants to get Kyrie on the Lakers and the Nets desperately are not going to do anything with Kyrie until they resolve the situation with KD. So maybe KD comes back tomorrow and he, and he tells Tsai, you know, I want to stay, I want to stay with the Nets, but you got to get rid of Kyrie. That's the best outcome that could happen for the Lakers. So that's what I'm rooting for that meeting. How about you, Gerald?
1: I'm just, at this point in time, just wondering if this will actually come to fruition as far as him accepting any offer that the Lakers offer him on the fourth. I think that it is not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. It is not a done deal for anyone out there that thinks that LeBron is actually just going to sign whatever they're going to offer. Him because what, what, I think, what
0: is he going to gain? What does he have to gain is what I don't understand. I think leverage
1: leverage is what he gains is the fact that, okay, you guys are not doing everything. I think that you guys need to do in order to go ahead and build a team that can contend for a championship. You know, even though we know it's a ploy as far as negotiating, we know the job itself is hard as far as what they're offering and, I called it a high stakes poker game right now, and we're waiting to see who flinches first. And unfortunately, LeBron could go ahead and help those matters by not signing or not committing to an extension simply because he's concerned about the direction of the team. Because right now, so you, think that team, would help, you think that would help the situation? Yeah, it's leverage. Mm-hmm. It, it would help expedite a decision being made one way or another. And if the Lakers, you know, at least know then. Okay, if we don't get him under contract, if Mm -hmm. we don't do what we can to get him under contract, then we got to go ahead and and either move on without him or make the trades necessary in order to lock him up for another two years. I
0: can understand the logic behind what you're saying, but if LeBron is so entrenched in LA and everybody is saying that he's not going to leave Los Angeles I don't know whether that's really going to make any impact. I mean, is a team going to not, I don't see any of these things happening with LeBron and, and the extension as changing, changing the negotiations or the leverage that any team has. Um, yeah. There's a little more uncertainty. If, if, if a team might think this, a team might, let's say the Pacers might think, or the Nets might think that, okay, uh, if LeBron isn't going to sign the extension, he'll be more, the Lakers are more likely to trade that second pick. I mean, is that what you're presuming sort of?
1: Well, I'm just saying if if there's just, Hey, Jim, great to have you here. My friend appreciate you going ahead and stopping by and watching us right here on the program. But I think right now, if he does not sign, that's a clear message to the Lakers that he doesn't think enough is being done in order to build a championship team. It's just that simple. And if that's the yeah, case, I don't disagree. Then, I don't disagree. If he doesn't,
0: I think that is the message.
1: There's well, no let's notice. say let's say you're Sean Marks in Brooklyn, and let's say the Lakers and I'm, I'm Rob Palenka, and let's say the Lakers have not yet yielded one or both the draft picks in question or unprotected them. I know Joe has said okay, he wanted to go ahead and say you could do the trade, but make sure you put protection on the two picks. Let's say Sean Marks has balked at that and let's say August 4th rolls around, August 5th rolls around, August 6th rolls around, and the Lakers have offered him an extension, being LeBron, and he's not said yes as of yet, that could make things a little bit nervous for the Lakers where they're going ahead and maybe re- reevaluating things to the point where, okay, they're going to have to flinch and say, okay, if LeBron, we're going to go ahead and do the deal the way that Sean Marks or let's say Kevin Pritchard in Indiana they decide to give time. up the picks to get the deal done. Yeah, yeah, the unprotected picks, both yeah. picks, or whatever, you know. whatever. Yeah, but you know, because that's what it comes down but to. There, but but there's,
0: but there's a whole range of, there's a whole range of options there because they're not going to get everything. They're not going to get a totally unprotected pick, and they're not going to get. I mean, they, for example, they might get a pick and a pick swap. for 2028
1: well it's obviously it's it's essentially the
0: same as a pick it's essentially the same as getting the pick
1: well it's even better
0: because it doesn't have protection on it
1: well let me just say this i think right now the reason why the trade hasn't been done with either indiana or brooklyn is because of those picks it's because of what the lakers i don't even i don't even think the lakers have offered the picks well, that's the, the thing. Only I'm, that's pick. what I'm saying. They either haven't offered the picks or haven't offered the picks. They haven't
0: offered game. the picks because it's not time yet to offer the picks. You know. Okay. You, yeah, you, but we're, Sean still, is we're still in the posturing thing and, and the KD situation
1: I understand, but, us in the posturing but, but we don't know that for sure. I just know that those picks are the reason why that we have not mm-hmm. traded or made a trade for Kyrie. Or oh, no, the and, other and the camera. reason
0: that we will or will not make a trade is going to come it's down because to because those picks. picks. I understand. Which, as when you as look as at it is. it, is totally ridiculous because, like LeBron says, screw the picks.
1: Well, again, and that's what I'm... That's and, weird, that's what I'm have, and as we know, the Lakers have a
0: lot of picks coming in the next few years. Well, they I counted that.
1: that... They got three-fourths
0: of 75% of their picks still in... They're just tied up a little bit because of the pick swap.
1: Well, I again, yesterday I wished with uh, Sean Grice, I did run down exactly what they have for the rest of the decade on their picks, which ones yeah. they owe, which ones are traded, which ones are going to be have the right to be swapped. I mentioned that on yesterday's show. So please go ahead and check that out on YouTube. But I will say that again, the reason why they, there has been no trades as of yet is because those picks have not been either offered or not been offered to the liking either one, both. Well, or protection. It's because, it's, it's because the,
0: they're not going to do anything with Indiana until they find out for sure that they can't get Kyrie.
1: Well, that's, I'm, I, that's But I'm saying on either Indiana or Brooklyn, neither has actually been interested as far as they haven't,
0: they haven't gotten into final negotiations in either situation because the neither they're not going to make a move with Indiana unless they can't do anything with the Nets and the Nets basically aren't going to do anything until they get rid of KD. Um, And we don't even know whether or not KD and Kyrie can even exist together. You know, the Nets talk about bringing it back. And yet the evidence seems to suggest that they may not be able to do that. You know, I'm we'll get a little
1: clarity this week. I doubt that we'll get enough clarity that, you know, that satisfies us. Well, um, I, if he doesn't sign it and he doesn't, you know, it gets through the weekend and it continues on and then the mm-hmm. Lakers have offered it, but he yeah, hasn't but, signed but,
0: it. You know, it's the same situation as, okay, so the Le- LeBron, the ball's in LeBron's court because the Lakers are going to give him an, a, a proposal. Okay. So LeBron can accept it. And and have everybody know that everything's hunky dory in Lakerland. Or he can say, you know, I, I gotta, I wanna I wanna wait and see what happens. Okay. Now the Lakers, if you go back and you check the records, Genie Bus has already said that the Lakers are not going to trade LeBron if he doesn't sign the extension. They're going to proceed and go ahead that they expect everything to be hunky dory and They'll go through the year, try to win a championship, and LeBron will probably sign an extension at the end of the year, or he'll become a free agent and he'll, re- he'll resign. And he'll they're, walk not for that they're not going to bludgeon their record with superstars by trading him.
1: And they'll walk for so, nothing.
0: So th- that means that when the ball gets flipped into the Lakers' court, their two choices are, what, trade him or just move forward. They're going to move forward. They might be a little more careful. They might, not, they might not use one of those draft picks, which is the flip side of your argument that it makes it more likely that they'll use the picks if LeBron doesn't sign the extension. I think if he signs the extension, that gives them the confidence to use the picks, and if they don't sign the extension, LeBron is risking that the Lakers might not get a good enough team for him to be able to compete for a championship.
1: You seem fairly convinced. None that, of us know any of this
0: stuff. You know, it's all just hypothetical.
1: It, well, I understand just, it's hypothetical, but you yeah, you you seem fairly convinced that when the Lakers offer or have the availability to offer him on August fourth, which most assumed that they will, and it, conventional mm-hmm. wisdom says they will offer him a an extension on the fourth, that he's going to be more inclined to sign. I don't yeah, think I it's think a he, done he, deal at all. Is I don't it, think it's well. I think it, I think there are two reasons. One is.
0: It makes it easier for everybody on the Lakers, and number two, it, it, it frees the Lakers up to go out there and actually trade the picks because they know that LeBron is there. If LeBron is not there, then there is a chance that the Lakers will not trade the picks, will end up getting stuck with Russ, and there is a chance then that maybe LeBron will decide that, you know, I want to go to Cleveland and play with Bronny, you know, rather than even if I have to leave Savannah and the kids at home, you know.
1: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse.
0: People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention.
1: Is it going to be enough though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it Facebook stars not ninja stars okay I know how some people take things literally so don't throw ninja stars at us but like
0: the Facebook stars click on those that's what we want
1: that's the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts hey Lakers fans So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Jim Faison has uh, said some great thoughts here. A Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris acquisition. Much like we talked about on the Sean Grice episode, which he had great comments there too. Would give me reason to believe again. If Russell is still on the roster opening night, I won't watch another game until he's gone. I don't blame LB6 if he stalls. I have a feeling, Jim, if somehow he magically stays on the roster, I really think they're gonna have him do a John Wall thing. I think at this yeah. point the relationship is so negative and so detrimental to the team that if they're not able to trade him, that they're just and they're stuck with a forty seven point one million dollars on the salary cap, then I have a feeling they're just gonna go ahead and say, you know what, Russell, work out, get in shape, stay in shape do whatever you yep. can run on the beach, but we're not going to go ahead and have you part of it. And his team new team.
0: agent specializes in basically taking clients like this for Zingas and, you know, Kevin love who who are overpaid with big contracts and finding them places where they can hopefully be successful. So that, uh, you know, I mean, Russell, yeah, I, I really love Russell Westbrook as a player when he was at UCLA in the early days in the NBA so it wasn't hard to just jump aboard that bandwagon, you know. I mean, I jump aboard the bandwagon every year, even after I have complain, just because I'm a fan. But um, man, I can't, I can't see him putting on a, a Laker uniform again. I don't see that happening. I think you're right, Gerald, that that they John Walling before they would, uh, and and I think that his his new agent, the thing his new agent has done every time, has been gotten his player traded. <laughs> okay. So this is hopefully, uh, I don't know how he handles that. Is that mean he's going to harass, you know, Polinka, you know, constantly, or does it mean that he's going to contact other teams that might be interested in or the teams that the Lakers are even talking about and sell them, try to sell them on the fact that, you know, <laughs> Russ, Russ is ready to play basketball the right way now.
1: I don't think that's going to be the case. It's just the fact that again, yeah. he's a 34 year old player that yeah, has he, he's hired
0: somebody way. to he's hired somebody to pitch for him so what pitch do you give
1: oh yeah but in the modern age of the nba it's not like you're hearing hearsay anymore or reading newspapers yeah. uh, you know box scores you actually have detailed scouts that analyze these things each and every day of the year even beyond the basketball season right. and right if that was the case and there was one team out there that thought they could rehabilitate Russell Westbrook, they would have already traded for Russell No, Westbrook. they're they're
0: waiting for him, they're waiting to sign him for a minimum contract. Did you see the listing? Did you see the listing that there were ten veteran players who were on the Lakers roster last year? Ten of them. I mean, I actually listed all 10 of them in Lakerholics.com. Ten of them who still haven't been able to find a job this year.
1: Well, that's, in the NBA. that's that just speaks to oh. Rob Polenka and his Italian evaluation. I mean, does
0: skills? that tell you something about the job, the poor, horrible job that he did building the roster last year? Which 10, I... ten guys. Now, listen, somebody else posted that hey, if this, this if these guys had been five years ago,
1: this would have been great. We would have had a championship team. <laughs> well, that, that was a five joke years back then. Too late. Rick. That was a Rock that was Lincoln. a joke last that was the joke last year yeah that was the 2016 All Star team but right. yeah it just it's something that again I saw last year I actually recorded it on several podcasts last year I had several episodes where I noted that the Westbrook trade was awful that getting that old was was something that was not going to be very very forthcoming for the Lakers and unfortunately it turned out that way unfortunately they re, you know they've they, they you reap what you sow, and they sowed a bad team, and it looked like that that's what came to fruition. But, you know, hopefully things will go ahead as far as in the Western Conference this year that the Lakers can go ahead and find their way through. But there still has to be more work to be done because this team currently right now is not at the top tier of the Western Conference if you were to go ahead and use the roster as it is They're right now. They're not even a playoff team. Well, I don't know with a healthy LeBron and AD, I think you could you could go ahead and find your way into the plan or a 7-8 slot. I think that's something that's realistic. It's the problem is is the Russell Westbrook. How much of a negative that is. it's like a dark cloud hanging over this team and until it gets rectified one way or another, that's going to be well, and and, you don't,
0: and the problem is if you don't trade Russ. See, they they built this team. They built this team and 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 I actually like what they've done. But it's it's odd because what they did is they counted on getting all of the shooting that they needed from trades. So they spent free agency and the draft entirely on getting younger, and they did a good job of getting younger and more athletic. You know because they feel it in in the spacing that Darvin Ham's offense is going to give them that they need guys who can who can attack the basket and and get rebounds and finish. But they also need shooting, and so they planned on the shooting coming from You know, you probably get two or three guys back for $47 million, Russell Westbrook. So you get back two or three shooters. And then you got Taylor Horton Tucker, you get another shooter. But if they can't trade Westbrook, then they can maybe get one shooter, (laughs) one shooter back. It's going to be horrible,
1: man. I think you're over-evaluating THT, unless he's bundled in the package with Kendrick Nunn and also, and or, Russell Westbrook because THT is well not no you right you bundle him with a, you'd have to bundle him with a pick because he ain't worth nothing by himself. That's correct, absolutely. I'm yeah. glad you glad you see that because you and I were kind of seeing some promise are, in him this time last we, year. But these no, are our, no. own,
0: our only valuable assets right now are those two picks. Yeah,
1: pretty much everything else is to. just
0: filler in a trade. And that forty seven million he, he, dollars THT is an overpaid twenty one year old. Who could turn into a good player at least. So he has some value.
1: And that forty-seven million dollars really doesn't come into play until the trade deadline. I really think that's something right. that I think a lot of teams will covet, especially if they're not having a great season. <laughs> the so, problem with
0: that, the problem with that, everybody thinks it's yeah, it's a lot easier to trade him because he'll only have like 45% of his salary left in the year. But everybody knows that. They're only gonna they're they're getting only 45% of that value, so they're they're not gonna give you the same thing you might get off season. That's why I don't think I think it's silly to wait until the trade deadline because you you risk poisoning your team either by not having the talent you could have gotten for him, even if the talent was your third or fourth choice, you know, you you gotta improve. You can't just go back with the same team and roll it back you know, with nothing but replacing all of those old minimum salary players with young minimum salary players, that's not going to turn it up. It's not going to make a change that's enough to win. We need shooters. And so if you don't get rid of Westbrook now so you can get some shooters back for him, you're going to screw the next year up so that you don't have a chance. There are three or four viable trades that can be done, three or four teams that have players that, will improve the Lakers to some level. Some may make us a sixth seed. Some may make us a third seed. There might be one that could make us a first or second seed. But all of them are going to improve us over Russell Westbrook staying. That's the one thing that you have to make sure that you don't allow happen.
1: Rob Oliver, who is a Rockets fan, by the way, is asking for Eric Gordon to trade be traded to the Lakers for THT and a first rounder. I don't think you're going to get the first rounder for Eric Gordon. Uh, I also would have to throw Kendrick Nunn in the deal as well because of the salaries yeah. don't match. Because Eric Gordon, I think is Kendrick to Nunn 17. could be our
0: only starting point guard if we don't, you know, if Westbrook is benched like Wall. Nunn's our only point guard.
1: Uh, that's true. But I do, I, I do
0: like Eric Gordon because one thing Gordon does is he plays defense.
1: Yes, that he does. But remember, he's also 35. He's had an injury-plagued career, so it's something also that you have to keep in mind. Yeah, but if to...
0: he'd be—he'd be, he'd actually be the perfect guy if we had Kyrie, because Kyrie's not a defender either. And
1: uh... when he, yeah, Kyrie's a defender only when he wants to be.
0: Right. But well, he's... even then, he's—you know—he's too small. He's a point guard. He can hopefully defend other point guards, but put him against any shooting guard, and he'll, he'll post it up. It's so funny that the Lakers, despite having shot themselves in the foot and the groin last year, somehow seem to have an opportunity to pull off some sort of a miraculous trade here for Kyrie Irving and, or for I think Miles Turner and Buddy Heald would be almost as good as Kyrie Irving and maybe in some ways better because Kyrie just Kyrie's going to take touches and and points away from LeBron and AD. Whereas I think Miles Turner can give both of them an opportunity to be even better than they are. Um, But we have opportunities. So, you know, I mean, I wish that something would happen,
1: (laughs) you know, and it's, you just keep looking. I'm so tired of refreshing Twitter. Um, Well, again, until August 4th happens, I don't think you're going to see very much on the, on the news front for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, before we go, Jim has a question. I strongly believe if the Lakers had still had Kuzma, Montrez, Harrell, and the K- and KCP, the Nets would jump at the opportunity to grab all three plus one first-rounder for Irving. Do you guys agree? Uh, I, I see what they went for for Russell Westbrook. I, I think it would take a little bit more to sweeten the pot. I think just, just a little bit more. Not both first-round picks, but maybe throw in another player or maybe a second-rounder. I think that's something that maybe the, the Nets yeah. would have would have bid on. But, you know, it's all speculation because Kuzma's now in Washington. Montrez right. is now a free agent and it doesn't look like and, it. And Montrez is game. one of those
0: players, too, that just, you know, he can't find a place because he doesn't – he's not a great fit for a lot of – Well, he
1: also has some uh, legal concerns and, as uh, well. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, here's, here's what I think about this whole situation of the players – the There's been a lot of, when we're, we're in the middle of talking about what you do when you give up a draft pick, when you don't give up a draft pick, when you give up, you know, when you, when you make sure you get something back for a player like Alex Caruso or even Dennis Schroeder, before you allow them to walk for nothing. Um, That whole thing, which is sort of like called asset management by the front office of the Lakers is one of the reasons we're in the situation that we're in right now and a big part of it comes from this what i consider to be a fallacy that cap space is how you build a real champion you know and the lakers always are every year it's lebron and ad and everybody else gets shoveled out the door denounced in order to grid this cap space well have you ever heard about having tradable playable players you know because you can get a guy on a good contract you can move him whenever you want to if you got him on a good contract you can do things like the clippers did to be able to take advantage of salary dumps last year and ended up with two great players for for a dumb contract that just happened to be a big expiring contract we can't do anything because we don't have any trading chips we only have basically THT and Russell is the only two players that we want to trade. We could throw in none, but he's our only point guard we got. And we could throw in Reeves, but he's the only good young player we got because we let Caruso walk for nothing. If we had one more draft pick right now, or if we had Alex Caruso to throw into a trade right now, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. If we'd had four or five other players under contract that were valuable players that other people could do we wouldn't have cap space but we'd have some assets that people would want and people would be glad to take them there's always a place to send a good player there's always somebody with a trade exception somebody with cap space to take his contract we mismanage that whole thing and then when you combine it with the catastrophe like russell westbrook trade it really puts us into a hole but but we're still within grasp of being able to reach out of the whirlpool and pull ourselves out and, and end up being a competitor for next year or so let's see what happens in the next two days gerald
1: we'll see what happens in the next two days indeed one last thing from jim Case on and now we're 47 million times worse aka russell westbrook's contract have fun denver because kcp ultimately got traded to denver i think he'll be a good piece for denver i really think that he'll he'll accentuate that starting lineup I do want to say, though, that their season, which could be very good, is dependent on two guys with catastrophic injuries, and they need to get those guys back to health. And those guys are healthy, and they can bring back their starting lineup with the KCP filling out the starting lineup. I think that's something that a lot of teams in the Western Conference can uh, actually be nervous about. So I think that Denver is looking like they'll have a pretty good season if they're healthy. So If the Lakers, though, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis stay healthy, they could have a pretty good season, dependent on what they build around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And we'll know a little bit more on that in the coming weeks because uh, LeBron James, either which way, we got to know exactly his future in L.A., and it's going to start here in a couple days. I know it's nervous time now for Lakers fans. If he's going to commit, if he's not going to commit, when he will commit, if he will not commit, I know everybody's talking about that. I know we're on one side of the fence to the other, but we want to hear from you guys out there and gals right there at the Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, Facebook. You can go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Fast Break at yahoo.com. But also, great places to go is where Joe Soros is hanging out at LakersBall.com. And of course, right there at LakerHolics.com as well, including his latest article, Laker Tom's latest article. How can the Lakers convince LeBron James to sign an extension on August the 4th? He goes into detail about that. Please check that out. Plus, Jamie Sweets' Five Things articles on the waiting is the hardest part. So go ahead and check that out today at Lakerholics.com. Oh, one last question from Jim. We'll go ahead and do so before we head on out. How long can the Lakers keep up this continuous one-year veteran minimum deals? Is it because the Lakers have three gargantuan contracts swallowing up the cap space? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Thanks for answering my question, guys. As always, we truly appreciate it. Uh, thanks. So the answer is it'll
0: end when they trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Hield.
1: Well, Jim, I will say I will say the Lakers will have a little bit better cap space situation most likely going into next summer, and then when the TV contract is signed here in a couple seasons down the road, you will see a gradual increase as far as the overall salary cap. They will get a bump. It will not be the bump of tw- 2016 when Kevin Durant signed with the, with the Warriors. They will not allow that to happen again. What they will do is a, they will do a gradual increase. Great, spread it out. Yeah, but it will be a point where the Lakers can go ahead and sign hopefully some more contracts to flesh out a better team here in the coming years. But next year, the forty seven million million, one way or the other, whether he's here all year, whether we send him home, whether we trade him, that $47 million by this time next year will be off the books. So hopefully the Lakers can go ahead and allocate those funds to better uses than what they did with Russell Westbrook. So hopefully the team, if not this year, by next year, maybe with a different general manager in place, can go ahead and flesh out a better team next year. But we'll see what happens. The nervous time is now. Because Lakers fans are wondering what LeBron James is going to do. And we'll know here in a couple days. And in fact, on August the 4th, right here on Thursday night, we will go ahead and actually talk about it. We'll have hopefully a better idea if the contract's been offered, if it's been signed, or any rumors are abound. We'll go ahead and have our group chat once again. And we hope you'll be a part of it on Thursday night right here on YouTube also going to go ahead and do facebook as well so if you get a chance check us out on thursday night or catch us wherever you can on every podcast outlet right here at the lakers fast break podcast